When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome Fight Fans, BTR Boxing Podcast. This is your preview for Tyson Fury versus Otto Valin. Plus, Friday Fight Night as Matchroom Boxing heads over to America with Devin Haney headlining. We've also got a great show at the York Hall with Queensbury Promotions and Frank Warren putting on some great fights this weekend as well. So, before we get into it, of course, you know where to find us now. It's at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. And if you've not already subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? Go on there and get subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, even Spotify. And if you use YouTube, you can listen to the podcast on Eat Sleep Boxing Repeats YouTube channel as well. So, as always, Johnston, we've got a great weekend of boxing. This is really boxing season now i'm really excited for all the fights that are coming up this weekend and in particular the tyson fury otto valin fight even though it's taken heavy criticism for the opponent and valin i'm really excited to see tyson fury back in the ring yeah i'm with you uh, i am i'm excited to see tyson as well i do like watching tyson fury not just the fighting but everything else that comes with him i always find him very entertaining um, and he's you know he's obviously a great one isn't he? And, and you know he is quite possibly the best heavyweight around at the moment, especially with what's happened with AJ. Um, and obviously we've got we've got the wild fight in the horizon. But you know Otto Volin or Volin, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I believe that is Volin. I think people pronounce it Volin, so I've been calling him Volin. <laughs> I'll stick by that. Um, so yeah. It, He's coming in as a, as just a, another knot on Tyson's resume at the moment. Obviously, he can't go into the fight thinking that way enough. I don't think he will. But looking at Otto Wallin, I, I, I believe uh, Tyson should be winning this quite comfortably. But, you know, it, it's, it's great to see Tyson back in the ring again. It certainly is. So, normally for, for big fight previews, we do do a bit of a breakdown, uh, keys to victory and prediction. But I think with that much going on this weekend, I think we'll keep it short and sweet, really, for for this main fight and then obviously cover off some of the other stuff because there is quite a few decent fights on this weekend and I, I really want to make sure we give him give him enough time to speak about them and obviously our thoughts on them. So Tyson Fury and Otto Volley and let's just have a quick chat about that and for me that's that's the fight I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Uh, just for the sole fact I'm happy to see Tyson Fury back in the ring of course and you know it has taken heavy criticism as I was saying earlier and I understand why people are criticising the fight. I understand why people are criticising the opponent. I understand that. But 
for me, Tyson Fury at the moment is he's taking the necessary steps he needs to take to put himself in prime position to go on to, to rule the heavyweight division. And, you know, we talked about this deal that they had with Top Rank and Bob Arum, and we mentioned it months ago when they said, you know, he could easily sit here and fight five guys like Otto Valens or the Tom Schwartzes of the world and go on and just take his money and, and that's that. But that we know that's not the plan. They want the Wilder fight in February of next year. So he's building himself back nicely into that particular fight by fighting guys that are undefeated that are world ranked and you know if he goes in there and does another number uh, on, on volleying like he did on Schwartz then people are going to criticise him for picking the opponent but they're not going to realise that volleying is actually a, you know he's, a, he's an accomplished fighter he's a decent fighter and you know, looking into Valine's resume, yeah, you look at it and you think to yourself, well, there's no, there's not many names on there that I actually know. If you, if you are a hardcore boxing fan and you know your stuff, you'll, you'll know that there is a couple of names on there that I've actually been in with reputable names in the past. One in particular uh, was Raphael Zambano, who actually previously went in the ring with our very own Anthony Joshua a few years back, and he'd been in the ring with Charles Martin and Shannon Briggs, so he'd actually, you know, been in the ring with quite a few well-known names however other than that there's no one else on there uh, that people can probably say oh well i know who this fire is and i know who that fire is uh maybe if you if you follow your boxing you know adrian granat but other than that there's nobody on his resume so people are gonna slag him off for this fight looking at what otto volin brings and looking at what people are promoting on social media about him and his promoters are talking about with him what do you think about him as a fighter do you think He's he's gonna go in there and actually give it a go and and maybe rise his stock. I think he will. I think he'll go in there. I think he will give it a go, and I I think he'll do better than what Tom Swartz did. Um, I mean, I, I stumbled across Otto Wallin a couple of years ago on an article I picked up, um, and they were interviewing him because obviously him being Swedish and being heavyweight, and obviously Sweden only ever had uh, Johansson as the you know he was the heavyweight champion when he when he beat uh, Floyd Patterson many years ago. Um, so he's obviously, that, that was like, you mentioned in there, that that's his hero, that's something he would love to achieve. You know, every every fighter goes into boxing wanting to achieve these things. That's, that's pretty standard. But, I mean, looking at looking at Wallin, and, you know, I was, I can't, I couldn't help it, but, you know, you, I, I try and compare it um, in terms of what Johansson did. Difference with Johansson was he was uh, unknown European and it wasn't as it is today where everybody knew, everybody more or less roughly can watch a fight on someone you get an assumption. Back then, Floyd Patterson um, was unable to do that um, and obviously they didn't realise he's a big uh, a big puncher as, as in Johansson. So, you know, Wallin isn't that guy. He's not going to be going in there and he's not going to knock out Fury and Fury, although he's cut to and said, you know, yeah, he's a southpaw. You know, he's, he's undefeated, he's 28, he's a bit younger, he's going to be hungry. I think these are all things that he knows. He, he says he's just Swedish and blonde, but I'm sure he knows a little bit more about Otto Wallin than that. And I've, I, I just can't, from what I've seen of Wallin, I've a brief look on YouTube, as I say, I've read certain interviews and, and fights that he's, he's been in in the last sort of couple of years. So he, he's a guy who's sort of on your radar. We'll really watch too much of him until sort of the other night. And he does look a little bit slow, um, He's got a bit of movement, like he uses his head well. Um, he, he can slip a shot, but who's he in the ring with? There isn't anybody there that really is anywhere near what what Fury's going to, you know, what, what Fury's got in his locker and what he's going to produce on the night. And I just don't believe he's going to have enough really do anything to Tyson Fury. I think he's going to use his speed and use his footwork. He's going to be awkward, and he's and I believe he, he's going to be a bit more spiteful again. I think that's what that's what I want to see from Fury. I want him to be a bit spiteful and try and close this fight out sort of middle middle rounds. But um, you know, I won't jump onto predictions yet. But I don't think Otto Wallin's really going to bring anything of anything big. But you know, he's a, he's a heavyweight, so. Anything could happen. You know, if he gets caught, if he catches him with a lucky shot, it could be over. I don't think it's going to happen, and I think Fury should be comfortable with it. So, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, you know, at the end of the day, he's going in it and any any into this fight. And he he he's going to hope that that's what it is. He gets that lucky shot, but he's not really a big massive puncher, so it's difficult to give him any any real chance to be honest with you yeah and like i said earlier i understand why he's taking you know heavy criticism for this particular fight however i think you know as tyson fury's moving back up 
to 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 that level where to, to you know to face Wilder again and eventually go on to face the likes of Joshua or Ruiz and whoever wins that particular fight, then he's got to keep himself active and that's one of the biggest things with with Tyson Fury is his activity and the lack of activity he had in the three years he was out of the ring and now we're back and he's taking these fights against undefeated fighters that obviously have not been marketed to the point where people know them that well. However, they are ranked within world rankings and people you know don't know them because they've not been promoted that well because they're not the superstars and obviously people look at Tyson Fury and say they want him in their big fights right now they don't want him in two years time they want him now and you know I understand totally why why they want that and for Tyson Fury it's a case of going in there and putting on a show keeping himself active keeping himself recognized and he's quite a smart shrewd businessman when you think about it because what he's doing is he's going over to america making an impact for for, for fans over there it doesn't seem like it matters if he's going in there with guys like tom schwartz and obliterating him if he's putting on a show he's putting bums in seats if he's putting bums in seats he's lining in his pockets if he's lining his pockets well that's partly why he's in the, the sport it's business as well, massive business as well as a sport. More of a business as, than it is a sport, to be fair, as we know. And for, for me, he's, he's smart. He's, it's a smart move. Because when that Wilder rematch does come around, it's going to be twice as big as it was last time. Not because the result, but more so because Tyson Fury now is more known than what he was back when he first fought him. He was known as a guy who was who was a fat guy who was coming off the back of you know a, a coke binge and an alcohol binge and he came back and he got up on the 12th round and caused you know all these great fantastic moments for for boxing fans but before that not a lot of americans knew him he'd not broken that market and i think he's broken that market now and i think having these fights if you're going in there and he's dazzling and he's looking great doing it people love him for it you know he's recently been on the, the Mike Tyson hot boxing podcast and it's sat there talking to Tyson and, and, and his, his co-host, I can't remember who, who his name is, but he's talk, they're both talking about how people know Tyson more now for the fact that he's going into America and he's putting on a show and people are recognising him for that and that's why I'm saying he's a smart and shrewd businessman because he's doing that. In terms of the fight itself, I can't see it going any other way than Tyson Fury going in there and, and dazzling and outworking and out, outboxing and, and potentially stopping Otto Volleyn because Volleyn's not been in with this calibre of opponent before. So this is this is a step up way too far for Volleyn in my opinion. And I do genuinely believe that this is, you know, a, a nice straightforward win for Tyson Fury. It's going to take criticism. I understand why it's taking criticism. I'm not justifying the fight. I just think that he's making smart business moves at this stage of his career to set himself up nicely for them mega fights next year and at the end of the day it's him that's going in the ring it's not us it's not the rest of the the social media experts going in there and and, and doing the job it's him that has to do this at the end of the day not us so whilst we might not always agree that he's getting the right opponents now you know in 12 months time if he goes in there and he's beat wilder and then he goes on to beat uh, either Joshua or Ruiz, and then ends up becoming unified heavyweight champion, all these fights will be forgotten about. We'll all be remembering him for that if he goes on and does it. So it's just at the moment people want to see yeah. the Wilder fight now. That's, it, that's what it is. People want to see that big fight now. And, oh, because we're not getting it. People are obviously getting annoyed about it. Yeah, I, I, I can I can agree with it. Um, but I can also agree with, with what he's doing. And, you know, he's taken a route of signing with Bob Arum. And Bob Arum made it pretty clear, didn't he, that... This is to this is the whole package of Tyson Fury. It's not just what he can do in the ring. It's selling him. You know, he's a big personality. People like him. Um, he has said some silly things in the past, but I think now he's he's got a little bit older, a bit more wiser. He understands the game, and he and he really does. I think he's very savvy with it, and he knows that you know he he sells the whole package, doesn't he? I mean, there's even been you know with you mentioned Ruiz and Ruiz telling Fury to get back in his lane because he's gonna. He's wearing the Mexican stuff with it, with it being the Mexican weekend, and he's, <laughs> he's dressed up in all the attire, and, he, and he's got the old wrestling mask on. But that's that's just fury. That's what he does. You know, you think of the, when he fought Swartz, he come in looking like Craig, didn't he? And now he's going to probably go down the route of the Mexican, probably coming uh, with a big hat and <laughs> God knows what else, <laughs> eating Doritos or saying at him. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's just literally just selling him as a person more than anything. And he's putting himself in there with, you know, with undefeated fighters that haven't really been pushed in any way. But they're undefeated and they're quite highly ranked. So 
So it, it's not it, they're not a complete. I think Otto Volini. I think he's he's a little he's above Swartz, um, but. I still can't see it going any other way, as I said. And, and Fury, I mean, it is, at the end of the day, if, if it doesn't matter what happens in between. You know, you look at all the, any boxer throughout the years, they do have these type of fights. It's literally just to keep them active. But as long as they in the big night, at least once a year, then as you say, they you just rightly mentioned there, Sean, people do forget about these fights. All they will remember is him coming in as Creed against some geezer and him dressed up as a, in, as a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> what it looks like it's all you're going to walk in like. Um, but you know that, that's what, all you're going to remember. You're not going to remember the opponent um, on on record. You know he's, he's defeating two undefeated fighters. So you know I think I'm expecting a, a, a sound job from Tyson. I think he's going to put on a show in the ring and outside the ring, and he'd, he'd be good in his interviews after. And you know Wilder wins the fight, isn't it? It's, they're saying it's going to be what the 22nd of February 2020, um, and I, he's targeting 2020 as the year. So. The plan is to wild a fight, so that would be free, all in all, between them two, depending, obviously, how the first one goes. And then, um, at the end of the year, the winner of Joshua Ruiz. So, we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But 2020 does look to be a good year, if everything goes the way it's supposed to. Um, we all hoped it'd be this year, and unfortunately, this year, for the heavyweight, as for the heavyweights, has just taken a bit of a back seat, unfortunately. Although, Ruiz definitely... Um, put himself, you know, right in in the frame and, and has blown the bloody doors off with that weight division, isn't he? So you know, it, it, it's had its moments this year, but I, I'm expecting next year to be the big year. Well, I hope so because that's something I've been looking forward to for the past two years. I've got to say, you know, the heavyweight <laughs> division seems to be when it, when you think you're getting somewhere. You know, when you take one step forward with the heavyweights, you seem to be taking two steps back at the same time. So, for me, let's just see what happens. I expect a Tyson Fury win this weekend. I expect him to do some, you know, significant things in the fight, significant things before and after the fight. And it'll just keep people entertained and wanting that that fight with Wilder to come soon. And, And that's what he's doing. He's selling himself. And again, I understand that aspect of it. So, we'll see what happens. But ultimately, I think we both agree that Tyson Fury wins this fight uh, probably by sort of mid to late stoppage for me personally. I think that's that's what the way it's going to go. I think he'll dispatch of him, uh, put on a show for the for the American audiences, and you know keep them buying into him uh, as a character and as a fighter as well. Um, but like I was saying at the top of the show, Johnston, massive weekend for boxing in terms of shows that are on. It's yep. all across the the world this weekend. So also on Friday night is Friday fight night because. In America, we've got the Matchroom Boxing Bill at Madison Square Garden, headlined by Devin Haney, 22-0, fighting for the interim WBC lightweight title against Sir Abdululev, who's 11-0 at the moment. So this is a really, really good fight for Devin Haney. He's fighting an undefeated prospect like himself. Uh, Abdulev, I don't really know too much about his career other than he's had some good wins as recent times over Henry Lundy and Humberto Martinez uh, and I think they were you know quite significant in the steps forward in his career that he needed however for me Devin Haney is the, the the next best thing in the lightweight division other than guys like Lomachenko and your Luke Campbells that we've been talking about in the past couple of weeks Devin Haney is is the guy that's going to be the breakthrough star for me in the next 12 months and you know, I I totally anticipate this to be a victory for him on Saturday night. But if he looks good in doing so, he just keeps building that momentum and keeps building that Haney train to get to the station of, of the lightweight division and the titles in the lightweight division and, and, you know, potentially these big matchups in the future. We were talking about a potential Haney-Campbell matchup a couple of weeks ago on the back of Campbell losing to Lomachenko. So, you know, it'd be really interesting to see him in action. Uh, on Saturday, oh, well, Saturday night for us, early hours, Saturday morning, Friday fight night. Um, but Devin Haney, you know, let's just touch a little bit on him then, Johnston, in terms of what you've seen of him so far, not just inside the ring, but there's been some really good incidents outside of the ring where I've seen him, you know, f- serving food to, to, to elderly people and homeless people in shelters. And, you know, the guy just seems like he's such a grounded, consummate professional at such a young age. Yeah, he does. He, he seems very grounded, actually. And it's quite nice to see, you know, there is no, from what I've seen, I've not seen him sort of indulging any trash talking as such. He, he seems to be, you know, his head's quite screwed on. He, he knows that he's he's clearly got ability. It's just a matter of nurturing that ability and making sure that he, he can fulfil his, fulfill his potential. 
which he clearly has. He's got a hell of a lot of potential. He's only 20 years old and he's already looking very good. Um, I mean, the, the lightweight division, obviously, we, we know, you know, it's a certain Lamanchenko knocking around that sort of running the show at the minute. So he's got, there's no point in, you know, rushing him. He's got time. The titles will eventually become vacant, I, I believe, at some point, uh, or we'll see what happens with, with Lamanchenko. And whether Devin Hanley could be, Hanley could be a guy that could potentially dethrone him maybe in a couple of years if Lomachenko is still knocking about. Um, I don't believe he will be. Um, but I mean, I mean, the one other guy I would like to see him fight is Lopez. I'd love to see that fight at some point because he's another Tifermo Lopez. I, I, I do rate him. Obviously, he's potentially going to be a, an opponent because he's got his title shot coming up with with, with Comney, isn't he? So, but yeah, going on to the fight. Obviously, I, I, I do like. I, I, I just I can't see him losing this fight. But again, I, I don't know too much about the Russian um, was it Abdullah is it is that how you pronounce his name um, yeah, I'm, I'm, obviously right, yeah. he's, his record is what 11 no 7 knockouts there's, there's not I'm literally rolling this off of box rec I've never seen him in action so I can't really comment on him um, I, I'm assuming it, you know his record doesn't look too bad in, in fact I mean he's not got you know he's fought a couple of guys as a guy there what 25 and 0 I'm not sure who he is um, I'm going to try and pronounce his name either but it looks like he, he's, he's a Russian you know these Russians are pretty tough in there you know you know, I think you sort of know what to expect they're going to be I'm guessing he's going to be the, the usual Star Wars Russians in, in terms of you know very technically good they're solid they you know they, they're pretty much in terms of they can take a shot so i'm expecting bands and i'm expecting a good show um he may even get rid of him I, I, as i say it's difficult to assess a fight when i don't know the opponent but he looks really good i think he's very grand enough i don't think he's gonna get carried away with himself from what people are telling him and i believe he's going to go in he's going to be professional and, and he will get the victory so also on this particular card then we've got michael hunter campaigning up at the heavyweight division taking on undefeated sergey kuzmin who we've seen fight david price over here last year so this is a, a really really good fight for the heavyweight division so we're talking about the b level heavyweights at the moment possibly even class them as the c level heavyweights these are guys like that are really sort of trying to push themselves into the upper echelons of the heavyweight division getting into that top 10 breaking into it you know potentially looking at world title shots you know in over the course of the next 12 months and hunter was one that was actually spoken about to be the replacement for Jarrell Miller to go in against Anthony Joshua. As we know, Andy Ruiz got that shot and took his opportunity with both hands. But Michael Hunter was was nearly there in getting that opportunity to fight Anthony Joshua. Instead, now he's got Sergey Kuzmin, who we've seen against David Price last year in what was uh, a pretty decent fight, actually. I, you know, I, I quite enjoyed that fight with David Price. Unfortunately, you know, for whatever reason, Price seemed to gas a little bit. There was there was talk of him quitting in that particular fight. However, since that moment has happened, now we've gone on and we've seen Kuzmin come back and go in to get a TKO win over Laron Mitchell and then also beat Joey Dr- 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 I can't even pronounce his name, Dadweco. This is Joey Dweco was the guy who supposedly was the one that had knocked out Anthony Joshua in sparring and, and supposedly the one that had apparently given him this a so-called concussion we don't know how true this is you know you know this is something that's been speculated on heavily uh, especially over the last couple of days with a news article uh, in some of the UK newspapers of course but you know Kuzmin's still on on the rise he's still a guy looking for the the top 10 and he's got to go in there and beat Michael Hunter to get in the top 10 and the same with Michael Hunter really I think Michael Hunter's pushing for that big fight in the heavyweight division and I think I think eventually he'll get it and I think looking at both fighters seeing what both fighters have done we've seen Michael Hunter come over to the UK and beat Martin Bacole uh, and and he's had a you know a couple of decent fights since he moved up to the heavyweight division so he's been in the heavyweight division and he's beat Martin Bacole Alexander Ustinov, Fabio Maldonado, and now he's got Kuzmin. So I think he's. I think it's a good, good, you know, good opportunity for a really good fight here on on Friday night. I think this could actually be an early night for one of these two gentlemen because I think these two guys are coming not to fight for the distance. They're coming to fight to to, to get a knockout in this fight, and I think. This is where we'll get to see the best of both of them. And, you know, I've got to be honest, I really, really like Michael Hunter. His attitude towards the fight game and his attitude to, to, towards people in general. Uh, Kuzmin, I don't really know too much about other than what I've seen of him when he came over for the prize fight. However, he does look like a real rough and ready character. And I think he'll give some trouble to Michael Hunter on the night. 
this fight then, heavyweight fight, pretty decent fight for the card. But let's just take a little pause for one moment to give a shout out to the sponsors for BTR Boxing Podcast. It's Bear Attack Boxing, providing high quality boxing gloves, boxing equipment to your suitable needs. You can find them at www.bearattackboxing.co.uk and all over social media. You've got the Fight Pro One gloves, the Pluto gloves, the new Bear Attack Boxing t-shirt range, the inner gloves, the hand wraps, some great boxing products on there. So go and check them out. And also, we've got a little present for you. Because you're a loyal listener to BTR Boxing Podcast, we've got an exclusive discount code for you. Now it's a 10% discount and all you've got to do is when you're at the checkout and you've got them boxing gloves and that t-shirt in there that you want to buy, go onto the promo code and enter BTR10 for 10% off. And 10% is not something to be scoffed at in this day and age. It can definitely get you a few quid off them high quality products that Bear Attack Boxing are selling. So, as a loyal listener to BTR Boxing Podcast, when you buy or purchase something through Bear Attack Boxing's website, in the promo code, enter BTR10 and you will get an exclusive 10% discount off your basket. So please go and take advantage of it. Follow them on social media, Bear Attack Boxing, and it's bearattackboxing.co.uk. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Michael Hunter. I, I like it. I thought he was, last year, I thought they had a great year. And he was, you know, potentially with his wins. I mean, obviously they weren't marquee wins, but he, he, had, a, he had such a good year. It was, it was a shout for one of the fighters of the year. He's making this because I was really impressed with him. I mean, he only lost, obviously, on his record. It is Usyk at Cruiserweight. He has moved up, obviously, to the heavyweight division. He's got some good wins under his belt. And, and I just, I, I really, I think he's got a good style. I think I think he can hit a bit. I think he's he's clever. He's got a good boxing IQ. As I say, with, with you said with Cruiserweight, the only time I was in him was with, obviously, the Price fight. Um, I, I believe Price pulled out. Was it an injury or something? That's why he had to stop that fight. Uh, but he was... I had him down on the points on points at the time when, when the fight was stopped. But yeah, um, so that's, it's difficult to assess really with, with Kuzman. But for Hunter, I think he, you know, we talk about Otto Wallin is, is fighting um, Fury. I think Hunter's a better fighter than him. I think he's a better fighter than Tom Swartz. I don't think many of the top heavyweights, when they sort of run down there, the rankings, he's not one guy you're going to want to step in the ring with. I think, you know, to be honest, the Hunter fight would have been the easiest fight for Joshua to take, and he decided to take Ruiz. I think, believing that he could probably beat him. And obviously, Ruiz was, you know, a, a lot better than they thought. And I think Michael Hunter is one of those guys where you don't really want, I don't think any of the top guys are going to want to face him because he, he's, he, he's good. I mean, he's, he's got, he just looks good in the ring. From what I've seen, he, as I say, he's got good footwork, he's got good head movement, he's got a good selection of shots, he's got a good IQ in the ring. And he's, he's been the distance of Usyk. All right, he lost it badly. Um, it was pretty one-sided, but that's, Usyk, I mean, he, he's a class above. He's world class. So for me, I'm expecting Hunter to win this fight, and I'm expecting him to do good things this year. And I think eventually he will get that big fight because, and it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, and, and I think he, with with the likes of Hunter progressing, which I think he will do come Saturday night, and then with with Usyk come coming into the division at some point when he finally does get that heavyweight fight, I think you know Ruiz doing what he's done. We've got a few extra bodies in there now. It's, it's just getting a little bit deeper and. Uh, it's good to see, and I think I'm, I'm. I hope Hunter does win the fight because, as I say, I've seen from what I've seen, I really liked, and I, and I hope that he can remain in the heavyweight division and be a name, and hopefully get one of them big fights that I think he will eventually get and deserve. Well, it's interesting because obviously Usyk is the only loss on Hunter's record down in the cruiserweight division, so there's a good potential that they may end up rematching in the heavyweight division, which I think could be quite interesting. And I think Usyk is is the guy that's potentially going to clean up this this heavyweight division. I mean, I'd like to see Usyk and Tyson Fury at some point if they're both still around. You know, that would be an amazing build-up and an amazing fight. However, that's just me getting a little bit of fantasising now about big fights that I'd like to see. <laughs> but generally, you know, this could be a rematch for, for Michael Hunter. He could get the opportunity to avenge his only loss on his record fighting Usyk in the heavyweight division because obviously Usyk's there to make a mark now. He's, you know, cleaned up the cruiserweight division. He wants to move up. He wants to do an Evander Holyfield. He wants to do something great in the heavyweight division and I do genuinely believe he will do that so I am genuinely excited to see what the the future holds for for Michael Hunter and some of the fights that he's going to be involved in so the final marquee fight on this particular card on Friday night then uh, is a women's fight between Heather Hardy 22-0 and Amanda Serrano Uh, Serrano in particular being the person that 
everybody wants to see Katie Taylor fight. So we're really excited for, for this particular fight because I think it's a, a real good fight for the, the, the female featherweight division. And I think, you know, looking at what women's boxing has done over the past 18 to 36 months it's really sort of transcended for me and and obviously that's with the help of these big fat cat promoters that we talk about quite a lot you know the, the fact that they're putting these these girls on these on these bills and, and giving them really good fights and giving them competitive fights and and pushing them on for world titles pretty quickly because of the lack of depth in the divisions it's it's making opportunities for bigger fights to happen quicker because of the fact that there isn't many places for these for these women to go when it when it comes down to to fighting because there's only so many you know latvian latvian barmaids you can stick them in with for <laughs> for the rest of the career you can't keep fighting latvian barmaids for, for 10 12 fights you know they need to be in good fights and quickly to to be able to get their career moved on pretty quick but ever harder i don't know if anybody that listens to the podcast knows who she is she actually comes from the mma world as well so as a professional boxer she's 22 and 0 with only four ko's on a record however she's also been involved in mixed martial arts and i've actually seen her oh take some nasty blows in in, in mixed martial arts so if you've not checked Heather Hardy out, go and check out some of her fights. She's been in some brutal fights in the MMA world. But as I said, as a professional boxer, she's undefeated. Serrano, 36, with one defeat on her record and one draw on her record, is, like I said earlier, the the, the, the fighter that people are expecting to, to move up to, to the lightweight division and go in and fight Katie Taylor eventually. She's the Serrano sister that people think is going to cause Katie Taylor a lot of problems and potentially beat her. So I'd like to see how this fight goes on Friday night, early hours of Saturday morning, because I, I want to see really what she's made of and whether she's got the ability and capabilities to actually go in there and potentially beat Katie Taylor, because I, I do want to see Katie Taylor in another highly competitive fight like her last one. So it's an interesting fight to, to keep an eye on for fight fans this weekend. I think and in terms of the rest of the card as well I wouldn't say there's any significant fights maybe for the UK fans to be checking out on that particular card if you've been watching some of the matchroom bills over the last 12 months you'll have seen Danny Yolusinov on there he's on this particular bill 7-0 and he's still progressing through the ranks uh, but other than that unless you're an American fight fan who knows a lot more about some of the prospects on that particular card the, the main marquee fights are the, fee, the three that we've covered for this particular bill so Johnston then do you want to start us off and talk about this Frank Warren bill that's happening on the Saturday night at your call yeah yeah one down, down my ends um, we've got it's, it's a good card actually I mean in the flyweight division obviously we've got Sonny Edwards uh, taking on Rosendo Hugo Granari Granarios um, I don't know too much about the guy. Uh, he's, he's Mexican, um, and, and you know these it, Mexicans—they're all tough. They're all, you know what they're going to bring. It's not going to be uh, you know a, a comfortable night's work for Sonny. I don't believe. I think he's going to cause him problems. I'm, I'm expecting Sonny Edwards to come through it. Um, we've been wrong before, but especially with the Mexican guys, they, they just seem to, to pull it out of the bag. Um, but I, I, I'm expecting uh, Sonny Edwards win. Um, but you know it, it, the guy's fighting Hugo. Uh, I'm going to call him. Uh, 16 2 and 2 um, obviously Sonny 12 and 0 and I really like Sonny I've been I've been watching him and, and I enjoy watching him I think he, he's a guy that potentially could go on to win a world title I mean it's they're for interim titles I believe and intercontinental flyweight titles so and it's for the IBO no is it yeah the, the IBS sorry and the WBO titles and they're all intercontinental and you know all them silly titles that they dish out these days um, and obviously the other the other fights I think you've got Dex Spellman against the Shakan Pitters. Uh, they both fought on the Ultimate Boxer 2 in the light heavyweight. Um, one they did last year. Um, Shakan won it. Uh, Dex Spellman made the final. Um, so it, it's, it's an interesting one. Obviously, Dex the champion. He's holding the English light heavyweight title. Um, I felt that Pitt has really showcased himself in that tournament and he's looked really good since and he's he's definitely one to watch. I think he sort of gets a bit overlooked in the light. Dex Bellman, we know, I, I know I'm sure many of us know Dex Bellman from some of the you know the tragic stuff that happened with him and look at the, I also get that's terrible that I forgot the guy's name that, that lost Scott his life Scott. after the fight. Yeah, yeah, that's the fact, sorry, and uh, yeah, it's tragic, and, and what Dex come back from is, is, is rather, I mean, it's, it's brilliant, and the fact that he's able to continue, and he's picked up an English light heavyweight title, which is which is great for Dex Bellman, and hopefully, you know, he, he can he can put on a good show against Shakan Peters, but I'm expecting Peters to come through it, because as I say, I really do, do like him, he's got 
has long levers and uh, his arms and then he can keep you away. He's got a bit of a pop. It's, it's an interesting one. Um, there's a few others, obviously. Brad Foster's fighting against Lucian Reed, two undefeated fighters for the... Uh, British Super Bantamweight title. And then there's a few others on the card there that some prospects coming through. And obviously, the one other fight on there which really sort of sticks out is Zach Cellini against Cody Davis, which are both undefeated fighters in, in the light heavyweight division as well. So it's an interesting one. That I think that could potentially be a really good scrap on the night. Um, it may even steal the show. Yeah, quite a good card then, just summarised by yourself there, Johnston. You know, I'm really looking forward to, to the boxing on Saturday night in particular because... You know, we've got this card at the York Hall, which I think is a, a pretty decent showing for, for Frank Warren in Queensbury Promotions. Obviously, you started it off with Sonny Edwards' fight there, you know, fighting for vacant ABC titles. You know, fair enough to Sonny, you know, he's really, really improved himself over the past two years. And I've really watched his progression and felt like, at times, I look at him and think... You know, could he be the one that actually goes on to do more in his career than than his brother Charlie? I mean, obviously we know about his brother Charlie and what happened recently with his particular fight, but I don't see the same vulnerabilities in Sonny as I do in Charlie, which I think is an interesting debate, and I'd like to hear other people's opinions on that, because I feel like Sonny's progressively working his way through, and they're not throwing him in the deep end too quickly, they're just giving him the right level of fighters and opponents, and he's progressing through, and as, as he's getting tested at that higher level he seems to be coming through and with ease and and that's what I like to see in a fight I like to see them get progressed on at a steady pace to the point where then you're crying out for them to be moved on and, and this is what we want and I think once you know if he comes through this on Saturday which I expect him to then you know we can start really looking at him pushing on then uh, within the divisions because I think he's definitely a guy that within the next few fights he's going to be fighting for a world title and I think that's where he wants to go you know in the flyweight division that's essentially what he wants to do with his career and then you talked about the Dex Bellman Chicken Pitters fight and I think now given the fact that Buatzi's actually vacated the British light heavyweight title today as we're recording makes this quite a significant fight even more the fact that the English light heavyweight title held by Spellman is on the line I think the winner of this not only obviously has that English light heavyweight title but definitely has an argument to go in to fight for the for the vacant British light heavyweight title so that would be really really interesting because I think there'd be a little bit more on the line now for these two not just the fact that there's the English title on the line but the opportunity could come around for the British title you know, quite quickly as a result of winning this particular fight. But as you were quite rightly pointing out, this is a rematch of the Ultimate Boxer final. Uh, Shaken Pitt has really excelled himself by winning that Ultimate Boxer tournament. Dex Spellman got to that final after having a real tough road to get there. Seemingly, I think he'd it spent all his energy by the time he got to Shaken Pitt. So I can understand why this rematch is now happening. Uh, not only for the title, but the fact that these two guys have got a little bit of unfinished business in the ring. I think, you know, there would be no arguments whoever wins on the night. As long as it doesn't end up being another controversial situation, then I think we're, we're going to definitively see who the better fighter is on the night. And most people are expecting Shaken Pitt to go out there and, and outbox and beat Spellman. But Spellman just seems to have this career resurgence now. You know, he's he's not just fighting for himself anymore. He's He's fighting to to keep the name on of Scott Westgarth, to keep the legacy on of Scott Westgarth. And everybody will have seen on social media his gesture uh, when he won that English light heavyweight title, uh, taking it to Scott Westgarth's grave and, you know, putting it on there and having a picture and stuff and, you know, sort of dedicating, you know, his win to, to Scott Westgarth, which I think is a real nice touch given, you know, they, they, them two guys shared the ring and unfortunately Westgarth, you know, lost his life as a result of injuries from that fight. So I think it's a real nice touch. And he recently spoke to one of the SBR reports as Elliot Stott and this is what he was saying in that conversation he was you know I'm not just doing it for myself anymore now I'm doing it to keep the legacy of uh, of the Westgarth boxing family on and it's really nice to see that Scott Westgarth's brother goes and supports Decker all the all the fights and he's, he's there cheering him on because he knows vicariously you know, he's, he's he's living through Dex Bellman now. You know that that's probably what his brother would have wanted for him. You know, so this is is a real nice story, and a part of me feels like I'd like Dex to win because of the story behind it, of course. But I do genuinely see Pitters winning it because I think he's he's a talented fighter, and I think he's a little bit of a level above. Dex Spellman, so I think that'll be an interesting, tasty affair there. And then you've got the British Super Bantamweight title on the line. Brad Foster, Lucian Reed, two undefeated fighters.
as Brad Foster, you know, really great fighter, Brad Foster. I think he's he's very underrated, and I think um, people forget that actually his his last couple of fights have been really really good. He stepped up from fighting journeyman level fighters, jumped straight in with a guy like Josh Whale and beat him, then went in and beat Ashley Lane and got the Commonwealth and British Super Bantamweight title uh, on his on his waist, and and now he's going in with Lucian Reed, who's who's had nine fights, eight wins, one draw, but again looks like he's is a talented lad, but has only been in the ring with journeyman level of opponents. So the experience sort of favours for me Brad Foster on the night, and I think Brad Foster's a talent. And uh, again, for me, prediction wise, I expect Brad Foster to, to to win this particular fight. And then finally, before we just summarise the rest of that card, you talked about the Zach Chelly Cody Davis fight, and again, this is another significant fight, and I've got to applaud both men for taking this fight at such an early stage of the career. Both undefeated, both looking to push on, and for me personally, this is this is a great fight, and you know I, I like both of these fighters. I've watched both of them progress over the the, the past eighteen months, and for Cody Davis in particular, this is a, this is quite a significant fight for him, not just for for himself and moving himself on in the sport. And most people will know who who follow Cody Davis that unfortunately his his sister tragically passed away, you know, untimely earlier on this year, and it's been a very difficult year for the Davis family and a very difficult year for for Cody in particular trying to get his motivation back to, to to fight on and get in the ring and continue his journey on but you know when his sister was alive and, and with us she was very very supportive of his career she was uh, helping sell tickets for him and you know really really pushing his career on there at all the fights so he, you know he's, he's he's openly said to, to ourselves that he really really wants to do this not just for him anymore but for his sister so again there's another tragic but sort of nice story behind it that gives you a, a bit of affiliation to you know to this fighter and real to this fighter because of because of that reason so I do think it'll be a genuinely good fight but I am on the fence about who's going to win it I'll be honest I'm not going to be able to pick a winner for this one because I do see them as both talented lads and I'm going to struggle to sort of see how this one goes down uh, on Saturday night but uh, just just finalising the card then before we move on Johnston uh, we've also got Harvey yeah. Horn Umar Sadiq, James Branch, Chris Bork, Mickey Burke and Mark Chamberlain all head, headlining the rest of that card. Uh, well, not headlining the card, but finalising the rest of that card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but American boxing, we've got to move back into it before we get into any topical subjects for the remainder of the episode. Another fight that's happening this weekend is Jamie Munguia defending his WBO World Super Welterweight title against Patrick Alate in America. So, a great fight. Munguia, I've not seen him for a while. Looking forward to seeing him back in the ring on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Jamie back in the ring, actually. He has been a while, wasn't he? I'm not quite sure the ins and outs of it. I'm, I'm guessing it may have been a, an injury or maybe just not being able to, to get those fights that he, he ideally wanted. But, you know, you've got to stay active. I'm, I'm, again, I don't know too much about his opponent, to be fair. Um, haven't really looked into it. Um, but, I, you know, we really think that's going on this weekend. It's a bit tricky to keep up with, up to date with it all. But I'm expecting James to come through um, and, and continue his ride. He, he's a funny one, isn't he? Because he's, he's a big lad and he, for the weight. And you just wonder if... I don't know. It's, 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 he's, he's, a, he's just a really funny one. He looked, he looked good. He looked amazing at some points, actually, in spells. I just wonder if um, I don't know. It, it, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but there's something about him where I think he's got vulnerabilities, um, and I think someone will expose him at some point. Um, and I think even with Liam Smith, I think he was gutted, wasn't he, when he lost that fight to him. Um, but you know, he wants another go. Maybe he can push his way through and, and potentially get get another shot at the title. But I'm expecting to win quite comfortably. Um, as I say, I don't know the other guy, so you don't know, do you? Especially when the, <laughs> I'm sure he's done his own work on his opponent. But yeah, good to see him back in the ring now, and uh, hopefully he can get a win and uh, and move on. Another great prospect on that particular card as well, Johnston. He's 18 and 0 lightweight contender Ryan Garcia. Uh, a lot of social mm. media talk between him and Giovanni Davis. Uh, happening at some yep. point soon. That is another great fight, especially for the American fight fans who will have been following Ryan Garcia's career today. And I have been following it, obviously, from here in the UK, and I have been seeing 
what he's been doing in the ring and I've been really really impressed with him and you know I'm really looking forward to seeing him in a big fight he fights Avery Sparrows 10 and 1 this coming weekend as well so you know I, I, again I just expect to win for him I mean obviously I don't know anything about Avery Sparrow so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do because I don't uh, I just expect it to be a fight for Ryan Garcia to showcase his skills to make him look good on the night and continue his charge and ascent in the lightweight division and also pushing on for this fight for Giovanni Davis because obviously Giovanni is a guy that everybody is really really sort of loving in terms of his all-action style in the ring. Uh, Some people are a bit hit and miss on him in terms of his personality outside of the ring, of course. But I think he's a a guy that I really, really enjoy watching. And I think to see him and Ryan Garcia go at it would be a real good fight, especially for most of the American fight fans who will have been following these guys from from day dot, really. And for us, who've started following him over, say, the past two years... It's it's really good to sort of see these guys potentially lined up as the future of the lightweight division. So Ryan Garcia is also on this weekend on that particular bill, which is happening in California. And then going back to Tyson Fury's bill and Johnston, obviously we, we we talked mainly about his fight at the start of the episode, but on the undercard of this particular bill, we've also got the return of Emmanuel Navarrete defending a WBO World Super Bantamweight title against Juan Miguel Elorde, who's 28-1. and So he's going to be on there defending his title. And then we've got Jose Pedraza against Jose Zapida on that particular bill as well. And then we've got the Italian heavyweight on there, 4-0, who, who's been talked about over here a few times. I think... I'm pretty sure he's, he's managed by Sam Jones, who manages Joe Joyce and Cody Davis's career. Is Guido Vianello 4 and 0 at the moment, and he's a guy that that I've seen a lot of speak, you know, a lot of talk on social media about him. You know, being a a potential future heavyweight contender. He's only 25. He only made his debut last year, but he's got a fantastic amateur pedigree. So if you've not checked him out yet, I'd suggest that you go and do that because he's definitely someone to to look out for for the future. And then also this weekend, if you're still interested in the heavyweight division, Carlos Takam is fighting Craig Lewis this weekend as well over in Catskill, New York. Is he really? It was that was because Usyk was meant to be fighting him, wasn't he? This weekend yes. it was supposed to be Usyk pulled out. So I wonder if if that was his replacement and they just pulled someone in to keep him active. Maybe um, I didn't know that. I, I missed that one completely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, go go back to the obviously the Tyson card. I mean, never are he, he only fought last month as well. Funny enough, and and he above what I've seen, he's he's really quite happy that he's back out again because obviously with it being the uh, the Mexican holiday he, he's really chuffed to be fighting on the Tyson Fury card and you know it's going to be a, a very strong Mexican crowd there I think they'll all be watching Emmanuel so I'm sure he'd be willing to put on a show so it's a, it's a good fight to actually add on to that card and obviously Pedraza moving up a weight for the first time as well fighting uh, Zo- um, Jose uh, Pedida um, is another that's another good fight actually uh, and uh, even then you got Felix as well, Felix uh, Valera and uh, Shabaransky. Is that how you pronounce his name? The Russian fighter, both of Barrera. Shabar, that's right. Sorry, Shabaransky and uh, Shabar Shabaranks, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they both lost to, to uh, Salavan Barrera, didn't they? And uh, yeah, they, they've just sort of um, been a bit, you know, when they stepped up to the big fights. I think uh, I think Shabaranks. I think he even lost to. Uh, to Kovalev as well, didn't he? And and, and yes, yeah, so that's going to be an interesting fight between them two. That that be, be be it'd be interesting to see where they move on and whoever comes through. It's going to be a close one uh, from what I've seen of them. And and obviously it'd be interesting to see how Pedraza gets on moving up weight. He says he's been quite comfortable in the weight. He was a little bit shy of the weight sort of a few weeks ago, but he seems to be quite happy and he, he feels like he's ready to to give it a go and become a free weight world champion, which would be interesting. He, he was, you know, he, he 130, 135 has been world champions in, in those divisions and this is a, another opportunity to fight in the third division and push on to try and get another world title. So, I'm good going. I think he, he gets a little bit overlooked and sort of when Davis, we're talking, obviously talking about uh, Tank Davis and he got rid of him, didn't he, Pedraza? But, you know, he gives Lomachenko problems and he's a, he's a good fighter. I think he, he deserves a lot more respect than he gets so you know that, that's going to be another interesting fight and obviously like, the, the, cow, the Mexican cowboy I'm looking forward to watching Zarate I, I felt like um, you know when he fought um, the uh, the Ghanaian what's his name again his name escapes me uh, 
who, who he beat twice. God, that's terrible because he's, he's I, Isaac bad Dogbe. Well. Uh, say it again. Isaac Dogbe. Isaac Dogbe. Yes, cool. Sorry, Isaac, if you if you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, he's from these in my neck of the woods. Jesus, he was he was training literally up the road from where I lived. So sorry, Dogbe. But yeah, I I thought that first fight. I thought Navarrete, um got away with one. I thought I thought Dog Dogbe didn't train properly, and he's going to come back and and do something great. And um, obviously he didn't. It was unfortunate. Zarate has proved that he's, he's a very good fighter and he's established champion now for me. And I'm expecting him to get another win on the Mexican holiday and, and then sit up nicely for Tyson Fury on the big side. So let's have a quick chat about some topical things that are going on to sort of end the the episode for the preview. Uh, just a few things that have happened today, in particular in the UK news. Lawrence Coli has vacated his British cruiserweight title. So the British Boxing Board of Control have ordered Jack Massey versus Richard Riakpour for the belt. In the same news, yeah. which is uh, Boazzi has also vacated his British light heavyweight title, as I was talking about earlier. So obviously we know Coli is going to be fighting uh, for the European title against Ngarbu. Uh, that's obviously coming up on the Pakurai Taylor undercard, uh, which actually just kind of leads me nicely on to that particular press conference this week. And everybody <laughs> was talking about good old Derek Chisora, Del Boy, kicking off in the presser, basically saying that he isn't going to fight on that bill unless he's the headline act. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that particular incident. Yes, it was quite funny, but in a serious situation, on a serious note, do you agree with Del Boy on that? I honestly believe that it was a little bit of a a bit of a setup. Personally, I I think for me because Joseph Parker wasn't there. Now I don't know the ins and outs of why Joseph Parker wasn't there for the presser. Um, I feel that Warren probably Warren Eddie Hearn, master, uh, my bad. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a quick word with Derek and just said to him, "Look, make a little bit of a show and then, and then give something else." Some, you know, they, they ask different questions, and I think Derek's has gone. All right, I'll do that, and and I think he's done it, but he's gone out on a whim and he's just attacked him for probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he probably drawn on the discussions he had before the fight, probably with with Herm to sign the contract and why not on the fucking main event and you know whatever else, and then he's just he's tapped into that and gone on one, and I and I do believe it's a bit of a show and a bit of a setup. That end of the day, I can't see for the life of me. And he's saying he, he's talking on there, saying how he's being mugged off. He's mugging himself off if he hasn't had those discussions pre-presser. I think for me, um, and I just think it was a bit of a showcase, and, and it was just a way to sort of dodge those questions: Why are Parker there? Is he going to fight him? Is the contract signed? You know, and I think the first thing everyone talks about is how, how Derek reacted and. And he become the big the big talking point of the presser. So for me, I just think that was what it was. I think he probably overegged it, and he went on a bit stronger than what it probably they asked him to. But you know, that's Del Boy. He don't mind being the bad boy. That's what he does. He, he likes all that, doesn't he? he? It brings more drama to the fight, you know. And, and, and as on a serious note, it, it doesn't look good. And I, I do believe he probably stepped over the line from what they asked him to do. But I do think it was a bit of a setup. Just that's just my honest opinion. But do you agree with what he's saying, or do you think he should be? the main event here at his and Parker's fight or do you believe that Pograi versus Taylor is the main event for that? Oh, for, absolutely Pograi and Taylor are the main event there's no doubt about it there's no way I don't believe that should Parker and Chisora is a good fight but I don't believe it's a headline. I don't definitely don't believe it would be box office. That's just my opinion. You know, it's not super serious. I mean, he mugged off the the uh, Muhammad Ali trophy, which I thought was a bit distasteful for me. Uh, you know, that's, I think it was, it was fantastic last year. He's had its moments this year, but look at the three finals we've got at the Muhammad Ali trophy. I mean, he got three cracking finals in three different ways. So you know, I think he he, he got that completely wrong. I think he's just. He, I just think he was being a a bit of a prick. Um, he was asked to be a bit of a prick and he just took it over the line. But yeah, I do not agree. They should, they should be the headline. Not for me. I don't know about you, Sean, but no way. No, I, I, I think Pagrai Taylor is the headline act. It's the one that's got all the belts on the Definitely. line. It's the one that's for the for the Muhammad Ali trophy. And, you know, the boy saying, oh, well, it's in my town and it's in London. He, what, what's it matter if it's in London? It doesn't matter if you've got an American and a Scotsman coming down to fight for, for, for titles, for, what is it, two or three titles in that division? And then you've got the Muhammad Ali trophy on the line. It's a fantastic final. 
and it should be showcased at the highest level and I think it should be the main event and it will be the main event, let's be honest. Chisora versus Parker, all that's going to happen there is if Del Boy's pushing for more money, he'll probably just get it. They'll probably just give him some money on the quiet just to keep him happy. But maybe it was staged, maybe it was just to bring some attention, some hype to the press conference to announce the, the card itself. Uh, but another fight on that particular card is, is Lee, Bur- uh, Lee Burns, I nearly called him Lee, <laughs> Lee Selby versus <laughs> R- Lee Selby and Ricky Burns is an absolute cracking fight for the under card and a fight that is is obviously not being spoke about as as highly as the other fights because it's on a very very big card it's on a really good card and you know i i so far i think the card's pretty decent and it just seems pretty sad that matching boxing's cards the good cards are the ones that have been on box office and i mean that's that's a sad state of affairs but then again i think that's that's old territory that we've already covered when it comes to that however going to the the selby and burns fight i think that's a really good fight burns has still got something left in the tank at this stage of his career and selby obviously with him moving up weights you know he's got something to prove he's got a bit between his teeth he he wants to be recognized and respected you know coming up to the to the lightweight limit to, to fight Ricky Burns and I think it's going to be a real cracking fight that one yeah I, I, I'm with you I think that's that, that, them three fights alone when, when I first heard it and I, you know with it being the World Boxing Super Series I just assumed it wasn't box office and obviously it ended up being box office and as you clearly you know we've already spoken about it several times surely it's is really irritating that seems to be the only ones we pay for when we get cracking cards but you know if, if anything if if, if Chisora if that weren't staged and, and it was just uh, you know it was Chisora having a rant then for me I'd bloody, I'd stick him third on there and I'd put flipping Burns and Selby ahead of him that's what I'd do <laughs> piss him off even more um, but you know I do think it was slightly staged personally um, but I do think uh I'm just, these are, at the end of the day, I mean, just going back to you, these are the sort of discussions you have before a press conference. You know, this is when you sit down and sign a contract, which is all happens always before press conferences. So that's why I think it was staged, because this would have been the conversation that about behind closed doors. But either way, I'm really pleased with the card. And then I think, you know, Lee Selby and, and uh, Ricky Burns is a cracking, cracking fight. And, and it's going to be interesting to see what Ricky Burns has got left and what Lee Selby does in the weight, fighting a, a proper... Right, that, that belongs in the weight. It's been in the weight for a long time, so it's going to be interesting. Um, and I think uh, it's a tough one to call. I've, I've, we'll have to think about it and, and look closer to the time to to actually decide who I think is going to win that fight because it's really close one on the cards. And yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a, an interesting night. It certainly is. So I think that sort of wraps it up for the preview episode for all this weekend's boxing. And just before we finish it, really, going back to the, the, the main talking points of today's episode, it was obviously Tyson Fury and Otto Wallin this weekend. Um, I, I, genuinely, my final thoughts on this are, are that you know Tyson Fury is a shrewd businessman who's going to go and put on a show on Saturday night and get the American audiences in the palm of his hand ready for when he goes back in there to fight Wilder. And what wouldn't surprise me is when that fight does happen in February next year, Tyson Fury is the one that's getting all the support from the American fans, even though Deontay Wilder is an American and has always resided in America, and, and yet he hasn't got that same support. And it will be crazy to look at the British guy who's come over and absolutely won over you know, the American audiences. So I expect him to beat Valine. I think for Valine, this is this is a great fight to rise his stock if he puts on a half decent performance then potentially you know he could be floating around the heavyweight mix on the outskirts fighting some some good names and you know maybe maybe he'll come again or maybe we're just completely writing this guy off and you never know what might happen because we've seen Andy Ruiz be Anthony Joshua really this year and nobody expected that whatsoever so you just never know but I genuinely believe this is a Fury win for me. Yeah, I, I, I can't see it going any other way. Obviously, uh, oh, well, and the other thing we probably failed to mention was that, you know, he, he has got a decent amateur background. He's fought Anthony Joshua twice. He lost to him twice. But, you know, he's got that, that background, which, which means that he, he's gonna, he knows what he's doing in there. He's got, he's got a decent IQ. So it's not going to be plain sailing. I, I, I say that. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be as easy, I should say, as, as what Tom Swartz was. And, and I think he, he, he will bring something different. I suppose the one good thing about it, this whole situation as well, Fury, is that obviously he gets this exposure. And as you say, he will probably be going in as a fan's favourite when he does eventually fight Wilder. And, and the other thing with Wilder is, I mean, is he going to fight Ortiz? We've just still not heard anything when this fight's going to happen, if, it, if it's going to happen. It needs to happen soon, especially if they sign a contract for February. 
this needs to be a fight that's happening sort of next month, really. So if it, if it's not been put out there and it, you've even got a date or a venue on the, on the Wilder Ortiz fight, it's, it's an interesting situation because that means Wilder may not fight again until he fights Fury, um, which wouldn't be too smart for me. And I think with Fury staying active, although, yeah, the two guys he's fighting, you know, they're credible in a way, but not really. It's just a bit of exposure for him in America for him to get a decent, a couple of decent sort of unbeaten fighters on his record, but it keeps him active. And when he does finally step into the ring with Wilder, he's going to be that little bit better. He's going to be more than fitter than he was before when he almost won, when he did win. But obviously he got robbed by the judges. So Wilder needs to be careful. He needs to get himself a fight early. Well, he definitely needs to get him a fight in between because if he doesn't, I think it could be a completely lopsided, one-sided victory for Fury when they do meet in February. Yeah, I agree. So, if you've enjoyed listening to this preview for Tyson Fury, Otto Volleen, and the rest of the weekend's action, please go and let us know. Find us on social media at BTR Boxing Pod. Let us know what you're thinking about the episodes. Let us know what you think about all the current career profile series, Legendary Night series that we're running, and announcement to make. Wants to watch Series 3 is coming soon within the next two weeks we're going to be getting new guests on for the new season we're going to be talking to different young up-and-coming fighters from all across the uk usa and basically wherever (laughs) and we're going to be getting them on this particular show so please keep an eye out for that and if you're a listener and you know of any fighter who you think would benefit from coming on once to watch then please go and tag them in a post and at BTR Boxing Pod and tag the fighter in that as well. You can do that on Twitter and Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast as well. And finally, if you've not already subscribed to this podcast, then please go and do it. And please rate us and review us because it truly helps us get more exposure into the mainstream media to give ourselves the opportunity to put ourselves out there against some of the the well-branded and well-respected podcasts out there so thank you as always to everybody for listening we'll look forward to speaking to you guys on the next episode and enjoy fight fans enjoy the weekend and enjoy the boxing Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.